Hey, listeners, get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road, work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. This week, we're talking travel tips and how to be efficient and effective on the road. Today's tip is about how to pack smart, which generally means light, so you don't waste time while traveling. So in my family, we have a rule that if at all possible, we don't check bags. Now, I know it's not always possible, but I do think it's a good goal, even if you're traveling for a week or so, and even if you're traveling with kids. Here's my reasoning. Checking bags means you need to get to the airport earlier, and you need to wait on the other side of your trip to retrieve your stuff. And that's if your stuff shows up, which it doesn't always, particularly if you've got a tight connection somewhere. We've all heard horror stories of people checking bags and then their stuff not showing up until well into the trip, if at all. There's actually a store, the Unclaimed Baggage Center, in Alabama, that sells stuff from lost luggage. The store's ads note that thousands of items arrive in the store every day. So ponder that the next time you're thinking of checking bags. When I'm traveling by myself, limiting myself to carry-ons is straightforward enough. I pack my carry-on duffel bag with my work clothes and my running clothes. I try to wear anything bulky on the plane. I take my curling iron, but hotels have hair dryers. I pack my toiletries in a Ziploc bag, even though I have TSA pre-check, because sometimes I fly out of the American Eagle Terminal at Philadelphia, which doesn't have a pre-check lane. I buy travel-sized bottles of toothpaste and contact lens solution, and all my makeup is either under three ounces or isn't really liquid. Hotels have shampoo and conditioner, so no need to bring those things. I use my purse as my other carry-on and put my laptop, phone, sunglasses, wallet, and reading material in there. I recognize that I'm a relatively small person, but I've seen larger people pack for a week in similarly sized carry-ons. My husband can pack enough business clothes for a week in his leather duffel bag or small rollerboard, so he doesn't check bags for business trips either. At this point, the only reason we check bags is if we're doing something requiring specialized equipment, like skiing. Although I'd note that the last time we packed to ski as a family, our luggage got lost and we wound up getting a knock on our hotel room door at 2 a.m. when it was delivered. Anyway, I think a lot of people assume that when you're traveling with your family, you have to check bags and you have to pack a lot. But with some foresight and practice, I've found that this is not always the case. I packed for myself and three children for a week in the UK in two carry-ons, my duffel bag and one small rollerboard, and then my purse and a small backpack for each child. The kids wore their jackets to travel, and those were the bulkiest items. We didn't run out of stuff. The kids rewore clothes on the plane home, but they wore re- jeans once before that, and that's about it. 
What this required was really thinking through what we'd need and what we wouldn't. We looked at the weather carefully. We brought enough clothes, but not extra clothes. I find that a lot of people don't even think through how many days they'll be gone and what they will wear each day. They just bring the clothes they like and figure they'll make wardrobe decisions as they go. This can waste tons of space. The kids just needed one pair of shoes each. They could bring a special small stuffed animal, but not the whole menagerie. We didn't indulge in fantasies about what we'd need. If for some reason we were invited to dine somewhere fancy, unlikely with my kids, we'd go get new clothes. It probably wasn't worth packing for events that had about a 0% chance of happening. But it was great being able to carry our luggage on buses and trains just fine, and being able to carry it into our hotel rooms without feeling like we were unduly burdened. Now, I recognize, of course, that very small children require a few more items, such as diapers or bottles if you're using those. However, we've also found that many places around the world will sell baby products if you happen to run out. Unless you're going to the wilderness, you can usually get things. So, for instance, when we're going on a beach vacation, we'll bring multiple trial-sized bottles of sunscreen to get under the TSA limit, and then buy more at the beach when we start running low. Rental car companies will rent booster seats for kids who need them. Or I actually managed to squeeze one in a carry-on duffel once. Like I said, I get into this packing thing. With time management, there's a truism that work expands to fill the available space. Likewise, I think this is true of physical space as well. If you tell yourself that you're only going to bring a small bag, you'll make it work. If you decide you can check multiple bags, well, you'll probably fill them as well, and then wind up dragging them around the whole trip, if they show up, rather than ending up at that lost luggage store in Alabama. I know not everyone agrees with me. I mean, I've written about this in the past, and people have told me that they like their creature comforts, and for them, having a whole bottle of their own shampoo along for the ride makes travel less daunting. As with much of life, you do you. But in general, I think that packing lighter keeps the focus of travel where it should be, on experiences, not things. You need enough stuff that it doesn't hinder the experience. But we probably need a lot less stuff than we think we do. Do you pack light? I'd love to hear about it. You can let me know at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. In the meantime... This is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots 
the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.